Welcome to the Round Barn. I am Kaylee, and today we have with us Dr. Marty Moore. Good Good to see you, Dr. Moore. Thanks for being here. Yes, you're welcome. Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. It is my last day of working before the holidays, and then I'm going to throw on the towel until January and shut this laptop down. How about yourself? Are you working at Um, all? uh, We'll have a lot of family time, long weekend. Um, Kids come home and and uh and get a little break but uh the um the holidays is actually a good time to reflect on the current year and make goals for the, the coming year so it's it's always a good time you know everybody should and uh and does deserve a little break here at, at this time of year i think yeah i do hope you get one because i also know the life of a swine veterinarian you probably are thinking oh, it's a good time to catch up too so yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're in we're in good we're in good good uh space and ground right now so excellent well good to hear so dr moore is joining us today and he has just completed his master of veterinary science degree here with us at the university of illinois college of veterinary medicine and so one of the classes that they take is a VCM 595, which is a capstone project. Um, So really the purpose of that is to integrate what they've learned throughout their master's program, as well as um, try to get some real life uh, problems, narrow those down to some problem statements and start tackling discovery and solution options. And so Dr. Moore had a project um, that he worked through in facilitation with some of our faculty for the master's program as well. And we wanted to get him on here to talk about that. So thanks for joining us for that. You're welcome. And um, Dr. Moore, I just want to first start by asking you a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, and just a little bit about your background. Um, good question. Um, originally from Southwest Minnesota. Um, small town called Springfield, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and uh, attended uh, University of Minnesota. I'll back up uh, the son of a, a veterinarian. So my father was a veterinarian, uh, also a graduate University of Minnesota. I pursued degrees in animal science and ag economics first, and then graduated in the early 90s and um, pursued swine medicine. Obviously, the, the agriculture industry is in a lot of transition from small, diverse uh, operations to getting more specialized, and and I saw that trend, and but was also was interested in um, all the aspects of of swine medicine, mm-hmm. and um, and so pursued that, and here we are today. Um, fast forward uh, many many years, and I have two businesses: one called Morvet and one called Morvet Research. Um, Morvet provides veterinary consulting services to all. Um, size operations from fair to finish to wean to finish to sow co-ops to independent farms, et cetera, et cetera. And then I have another business called Moravet Research, which does contract research um, over the years. Um, whether it's simple um, uh, proof of concept products to, uh, you know, elaborate um, products for approval. So that's okay. what we do here in Minnesota. Um, yeah. Totally enjoy it. And, and every day is a challenge. I bet it is. It sounds like you stay busy between those two things. Absolutely. Yep. So you joined our Masters of Veterinary Science program when? Um, good question. It was, um, I want to say, 
pre-pandemic, okay. long, right before the pandemic started. So late 2019, okay. it was really a program that was an EVP program that um, been by, hosted by the University of Illinois for a number of years. And then uh, you could use some of those classes along with some additional classes to pursue the master's program. And so um, let's just say three to four years we've been at this. And so I'm, I'm ready to um, put this to rest and, and use this knowledge and move on. So, yeah. And hang that diploma on the wall for another yep. much earned degree and advancement. So yep. that's great. Yep. Well, so um, you joined the master's program from EVP. So you were able to apply some of those credits and then you've been kind of on this journey with us to maintain the rest or to continue to build on that transcript in order to go towards the master's. And then is it the last two semesters that you've been doing your capstone project or how long has that been? Uh, that sounds about right. Seems like it's a long year. But <laughs> really, yeah, there's been, there's been steps, but there, there's, there's a process to it, which makes sense. And, and it's an educational process. So um, uh, to help you think and problem solve. And, and that's really been a value. Um, from the program is you you look at things and, and see things differently. Plus, as a result of some of the tools and some of the classes that have been along the way for, for problem solving. And, and that's what we do every day. And, and, and so that's good. Okay. And so what was the problem that you chose to tackle with your capstone project? Sure. The, the project was supposed to be kind of real world. And in my world, uh, the problem or the challenge or the frustration is managing veterinary diagnostic uh, data, uh, especially from multiple laboratories. Um, and different laboratories provide different um, array of tests or specialties. And so uh, not all samples from myself or probably other veterinarians go to one laboratory. And so the, the challenge is how do you manage all that? And probably when I mean manage that is physically manage it from paper to paperless um, and internally, plus also get timely communication, um, preliminary and final results to the stakeholders and that stakeholders being defined as owners, managers, supervisors, uh, potentially feed, uh, uh, industry, uh, mm -hmm. representatives or anybody on the team. And so, uh, that's number one. Number two, I think the veterinarian, uh, role in the, in the swine industry and probably other industries too, uh, it's very critical. We're in a unique position, but we've got to be able to figure out what tests to run. What do they mean? What do they don't mean? What samples to collect so that we we're making the right decisions every day. Um, uh, there's a lot of money spent uh, on diagnostic samples and, and testing to get the right answers. And there's an array of tests and there's a great array of technology and, and a shout out to the diagnostic labs. We couldn't do it without you, but, um, yeah. But we've got to be able to communicate that in a simple format, this high level information, simple format to to the end customer. And so and he's that, out what matters, right? Because you get yeah. quite a bit of diagnostic data that, you know, a purse positive doesn't necessarily mean that the barn is on fire and there's Correct. something that needs to be done. Could Correct. be unexpected. So and, and nestled in that is different uh, uh, reporting. Um, codes, let's just say codes or information from different labs, you know, uh, mm -hmm. there's not big differences, but there's differences from bacteriology versus um, molecular diagnostics on, on, on what's important. 
And so we just got to try to uh, decipher all that and, and, and make timely decisions. And that's, that's a very important role in, in the, as a veterinarian. So, so, so that's, the, that's the problem. The problem statement is, uh, from what I understand that about the management of diagnostic data and the relay and aggregation of it from system to system and kind of your communication and work with Correct. those clients. Correct. So what's your, what's your current state that leads to this, not only well, problem that you have, but it really is an industry problem and, and you are certainly not alone. So it's um, very. Sure. Uh, well, the current state of affairs, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's, it's easy to do when things, uh, when you don't have challenges and troubles, it's a state of chaos and frustration when you have, uh, a lot of diagnostic testing and decision-making that needs to be made. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about it, our samples go, we collect it at the farm level. We got to get the right samples, collect it at the farm level, get it to the lab, get some preliminary information, which is the labs, all of them are good. They, they email you updates every day on the progress of these cases. And we may communicate that formally or informally to, to the, the stakeholders or the customers along the way. So that's step one. And then number step two is, is that once all information is final, the state of frustration is, is what do we do with all this information? We can't manage paper and, and compile that. And so we can, we can monitor and manage things over time, both in time and space. And so um, the, the state of the union is, is each lab has probably different platforms and they report these results differently and they may have different accounting systems even. Yeah. And so we just need to come up with standardized data that's reliable uh, and in an IT process in a platform to, to exchange all this information um, to our end user and customer. And so, um, yes, these diagnostic, maybe a simple one case is important. Yes, we got disease X or diagnosis, but um, there's value and different people value this in the enhanced historical, the visualization of this information on a graph, for example, mm -hmm. or the aggregated or the, the, the data over time. And so um, there's value in that. And I think that's an important um, role a veterinarian can play in the value uh, to their customers by uh, figuring out how to manage this data. Mm -hmm. And um from my understanding, you did some discovery to kind of validate your opinions on this and ensure you were headed down the right track among some mm -hmm. of your peers. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So I may have my idea, but I wanted to, to test <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes you got to be careful. Um, you don't listen to yourself and uh, you got to have some good network of people and, and bounce ideas off other people. But um because you might have the wrong answer. So we did a little survey among um, peers, variety uh, of um, uh, positions. Some were institution, i.e. diagnostic labs or you know, colleges. Some would be uh, veterinarians. So there's a survey of veterinarians, but they had different um, positions throughout the industry. Some uh, with pharmaceutical industry, some uh, in private practice, or some would be in what I'd call a corporate or integrated practice, and some would be with the labs on this perceived or the, the question about um, how you're managing data, whether it's on a case level or on an aggregate level, and the perceived um, ease of managing this data for both of those situations. And so what we found is, and 
we had good respondents, good response. Um, the of all ages, you know, from from um, people that had graduated from vet school from zero to 10 years to some that uh, just equal the number that uh, graduated 20 to 30 years. So that was a good uh, demographic uh, response rate. And um, and also basically asked a few questions. And I think the punchline is, is one, uh, people do submit samples to multiple labs and or have to manage data from from multiple labs. About three quarters of the people are using multiple labs. So it's 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 pretty common. Number two, um, the responsibility of the veterinarian to the customer is 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 real to communicate that. Ironically, about two thirds of the the uh, communication is done by email, but a third is still done by the phone. So that was a little surprise that hey, pick up the phone and tell people what the answers are. That's that was a little bit of a surprise, but that isn't when you really dig into it deeper of the why. Um, and number another point would be is is most people found navigating on the D Lab website to find the answers was was pretty easy, but it, it became very complicated when you start aggregating all this data and trying to come up with with um, uh, data analysis over time. And yeah. so that's where the frustration came in. Um, that's where the frustration came in, similar to me. Um, and one statistic, just basically 41% of the respondents strongly agree that they're easily accessible, but about half agree that uh, we got to come up with a new system. And so uh, there's a wider range of agreement and disagreement, but mm -hmm. it showed to me that there's a need. And, and so we've got kind of a broad audience here that um, listens to our podcast from uh, very experienced swine veterinarians like yourself to, as we joked about a minute ago, my mother-in-law who listens, who doesn't have a whole lot of pig knowledge. Um, but when you're talking about aggregating data over time um, to monitor or measure and the challenge that comes with that, can you just give us one example of sure. where that, that huge frustration comes for you? Sure. So one one example may be you may have a sow farm and um, it's um, health status. Let's pick something um, PERS, PERS negative, PERS naive for a period of time, then goes through a disease outbreak. We will do all these uh, management and, and veterinary um, practices to control or hopefully eliminate the disease. But there should be milestones along the way to test and see if you're on progress. And so you might be testing sows, you might be testing pigs, you might be testing uh, downstream um, nursery pigs, and there's different tests. And so you've got to um, compile that to give yourself a report card, for mm -hmm. lack of a better term, to see if we're making progress. And so, um, yeah, that's when we talk about aggregating or getting all this information around. Um, yep, we know we have disease X. Okay, that's step one. But then on step two is what do we do with all this information to make sure we're on progress to to reach our goal, our health goal? And so um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing everybody kind of on the same page there. So. No, that's a good question. So in your survey results, and as you kind of kept thinking through what the problem is, and I I assume part of your project was to come forward with some possible solution options. Is that where you took this project or yep. different direction? Yep. Yep. No, I did. And um, the solution is a long, hard, uh, it could be a long, hard 
uh, path to get to the solution. Um, let me give you a quick current state. I think currently there are veterinarians or veterinary clinics or, or administrative staff trying to create their own um, um, database, whether it's on spreadsheets or database to monitor that data. And if they have interest in IT and if they have the knowledge and they have the staff and they have the uh, understanding of the terms, the medical terms, people are doing this. So you just that, described a unicorn, by the way, yeah. Okay. <laughs> with people with all those skill sets, the time, yeah. the energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but on the contrary, there are veterinarians and, and staffs that that don't uh, because they don't have that the time or, or the abilities to, to manage this information. So uh, that kind of came out of the survey. And so my point thought process was, is if one of the solutions may be is, can we come up with a platform that um, would share the information between labs? So it'd be standardized reporting so that um, no matter, first of all, backup, we should create some standardized reporting. And that's, that's going to, going to have to be a meeting among veterinarians and labs. Okay, that's maybe step one. Two would be is come up with a an IT platform for that information can be communicated between labs. Uh, easier said than done because each lab has their own accounting and, and their own um, IT platform. Um, but that that could be done, I would say, between a partnership with between the labs or some funding of some sort, which is real easy to talk about, but hard to get. Um, and number three would be is I think there's some um, one possible solution would be some of the uh, and that would be a conversation is the the uh, manufacturers of all these lab kits and and uh, equipment. You would think uh, if this equipment is in one laboratory, it'd be the same in another laboratory. Uh, there there could be some standardization on terms of the reporting. Um, and so to me, this partnership would be important, uh, and it may take. Uh, private industry too, and, and whether it's in veterinarians investing or private enterprise investing, because at the end of the day, in the survey, customers are willing to pay for some of this information to get it at their fingertips right now. Um, we just got to figure out how to get there. And when you sense. say customers, is that customers of the diagnostic lab being a veterinarian or a producer? Sure, good question. Um, I'd say both. If I surveyed, uh, some of my top 10 customers and said, you know, if we could have this on your fingertips, would you be willing to pay a little bit more? And they'd say, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and so the answer would be yes to customers. And I would say yes to the veterinarians that have interest in this. But mm -hmm. I, I think this is not going away and the next generation is going to have more, be more IT savvy. And, and so I think we just got to get there. Um, yeah. yeah. Somehow we got to get there. Yeah. As we think about product development, it's, who gets the value, who's willing to pay. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. how you kind of keep going down the path of finding out who's responsible for getting started. Right. So, yes. Yes. Um, so in your eyes, who should be the first person to really, uh, you, you mentioned a few options, right. But in your, in your head, where does this problem and the responsibility for it lie first? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more of a private enterprise person than a government person, but I think private enterprise, uh, should and could try to get this developed. Um, you've got to get some, uh, you got to kind of get the ball rolling someplace, somewhere. Um, and so I think with some potential industry support, maybe through checkoff dollars or through uh, foreign animal disease uh, funded dollars from the government or um, customers willing to put some 
effort and time and, and money in this because there are plenty of IT platforms in our industry today for record keeping and for, um, yeah, just computerized record keeping and for, I'm just trying to think out loud of other things. It can be done. We just got to, yeah, it can be done. You know, look at Zoom. I mean, last since pandemic, you know, Zoom is, is number one, you know, so yeah. that out of nowhere. And so yeah. it can be done um, if there's a need. Well, and you kind of opened the the other can of worms there with foreign animal disease with this whole concept is not only to the benefit of you and the customer, but if and when that were to happen, that value proposition totally changes and shifts. So yes. who's going to take proactive ownership of kind of coming up with a solution? So Right. right. Um, and that's where I see the state or the government has some value uh, or interest in this because they want to they want to have some sort of system. Let's talk about foreign animal diseases to be able to just understand health status in movements. It's huge. And so um, right now uh, it'd be pretty cumbersome. And yeah. so, yeah. And so there's, there's, there's value to everybody uh, within the industry, all the participants, um, you know, the potential uh, the audience, I would say. And Dr. Moore, I know a lot of the project was about coming up with a problem statement and paring it down to something manageable because we often all kind of go out in the world and say, here's all the things that I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to kind of go crazy with it. But this doesn't even scratch the surface of the value proposition for or or the problem for a producer. Not only is it integrated Mm -hmm. diagnostics with their health status, but what does that actually mean for their production and how those things tie together? So, right. Yeah, I, I, you definitely played your role with paring down the problem to make sure that um, it's something that a solution could be broached. Uh, but yeah, this one kind of keeps growing, and I know it's, it's getting bigger. Talked about within the industry. Yeah. So, um, I just have a couple kind of finishing questions for you because sure. I'm curious if what you learned. Um, and what you heard from your peers and, and through your discovery, if you've made any changes or are considering any changes in your own practice, um, around this problem. Well, good question. I've been busy. Uh, actually I thought the, the project was going to be more related to, um, developing your own and having your own problem fixed. Now I understand the problem. Now I got to go, I guess, spend the next year fixing it, but I, I do have a, a greater appreciation, uh, for where the industry needs to go and what needs to be done as you look at all the ins and outs and, and hopefully with this podcast and, and other people can get an appreciation uh, to direct uh, smart people doing their work every day, working on these things um, in the right direction. And, and I think, uh, yeah, that was one thing that came out of it. Number two, I, I got to figure out, um, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, we're gonna have to make, I'm gonna have to make more investment internally because we're not going to have a solution tomorrow. And so, but keeping an eye on the future and the ball will help. Um, and I think bottom line is we've got to get off spreadsheets and get into databases. That's yeah. probably the, the, the simple thing because um, this is a beast. This is a beast. Yeah. And my, my concluding question for you, but I think you kind of answered it was um, any advice that you would have for your peers as veterinarians or producers in order to kind of help the industry involve on this, evolve on this problem, but you really just said kind of jump in and, yeah. and get involved. One is awareness. 
who is taking uh, the whole foreign animal disease piece seriously um, and getting your your customers prepared and ready um, and yourself ready. Um, hopefully we don't have to deal with it. Uh, but if we do, um, there'll be so much scrambling. There'll be so much market disruption and so much scrambling going on. Um, it's it's not going to be fun. It'll be similar to like a COVID experience is how everything just changed and flipped 180 degrees overnight and you had to figure it out in a hurry. Yeah. So I think, um, I think we got to take this serious things. We got to take this, uh, what I call peacetime, uh, period to, to get prepared. So then when wartime hits, uh, you're ready to execute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, there's a little bit of fatigue with the mm-hmm. peacetime too. So mm-hmm. yep. you can get complacent. Yep. Good to, good to keep us on your toes. Anything else that you want to share about? No, your- I, I, I think uh, it's all good. Uh, I challenge people to keep learning uh, in whatever ways. It, you don't, it can be formal and informal. Um, I think that's what's exciting about uh, education today. Um, uh, when I was in, I'm dating myself. Um, I'm in the Jim Lowe era, put it that way. And so back oh, in those days, to tell people he was around when baby Jesus was. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, getting a master's uh, when we went to veterinary school, uh, the way we did it today would be unheard of. You know, you'd have to go back to the university and, and sit there and, and uh, be in the classroom. And so uh, it's exciting that you can continue to learn, whether it's through YouTube or through online classes or through Zoom. And in some of these non-traditional ways is, is kind of refreshing and, 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 Commit to lifelong learning because there's just so much. And I think that's just good for good for the soul and good for um, uh, what we're trying to do every day. So anyways, so that's all. I, I just want to encourage people to keep doing that because um, and you can learn many ways. It doesn't have to be formal. It can be many informal ways too. So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Moore, for joining us on The Round Barn. Um, for our listeners, if you want to learn any more about the Master's of Veterinary Science degree, the Capstone Project, or uh, students like Dr. Moore, please visit our website at vetmed.illinois.edu slash MVS. Um, and thanks for listening to The Round Barn. We'll catch you next time.